Hey, this is Haley. Hi, this is Heather. And you're watching the Whodunit Sisters. And this episode is on the murder of 14-year-old Damien Norfleet Jr., which occurred in Grandview on June 24, 2019. It's been three years. And we've had a meeting, which you'll see in a bit, with Damien Sr. and Leticia, who graciously um, agreed to do a meeting with us, and they let us know exactly who their son was and what happened that awful night. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your son so everyone can get to know him personally? Uh, my son named Damien Norfleet Jr., born January 5th. 2005. He loved, loved sports, <laughs> loved sports, loved video game, mm -hmm. loved, loved his brothers, sisters, very people person, <laughs> like to be quiet and orchestrate any, yeah, he liked to be quiet, but like to be in charge, <laughs> but like to balance out. <laughs> I understand. Very, very active, very active and humble. Very active. Very humble. And he played football for uh, Grandview Middle School? Yes, yes. and basketball. He also basketball. Played, um, yeah. Vikings also of Grandview. They mm -hmm. had a little football team out there. The Christina, she ran it. So he played for them before he started with Grandview. And I hate to have you guys go back through it, but do you want to tell us the story of what happened that night? He wanted he wanted to go over his friend's house and spend the night. But then uh I told him, Well, you gotta ask your mama because you can't just take my word. I told him, but first you wanna at least go clean the kitchen, at least do your chores, at least do something that you're supposed to do, and then you can ask her <laughs> because she's gonna say, Did you do your chores? And then It'd be, mm -hmm. good. It'd be good if you say, yeah, I already did that. I <laughs> <laughs> so I told him to go clean the kitchen. Then next thing I hear was him screaming. The glass table broke. And the kids told me, Daddy, we think we just heard a gunshot. So then my nephew had ran downstairs and I came behind him and I see my son down on the ground. It was it was shocking, but I went straight towards him. But at the same time, I'm thinking, is this person about to come through the house too? Mm -hmm. So I had to stay real low, but grab my son at the same time and pull him away from the door and I just hold him. He was so quiet and and just looking at me in my eyes and it made me reflect like when he was a baby when he was born I just held him through the whole night he was my first child <laughs> and it seemed like he was just so relaxed it wasn't like a hard hurt like I don't know it was it was a weird feeling it was a weird feeling it was it's something that never leave my mind the way that he was looking at me. And like he was trying to say something, but 
relax at the same time. It was it was weird. It was weird. And yeah, it's, it's, it's something that never leave your mind. And you guys feel like you know who did it. Is that right, too? Yes. But it wasn't our situation at all. It was it was my aunt's right. situation. We knew he was coming. <clears throat> we knew he was coming, but we didn't know that he was going to come like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the reputation that he carried, we didn't expect him to come like that. And, yeah. and do you guys have proof? Or, I mean, you said something about maybe uh, you saw the car leave. They're saying that it's circumstantial. I mean, but from a parent's point of view, we don't feel like it's circumstantial, mainly because of the threats that we had prior to my baby being killed. <clears throat> Anytime that you threaten us literally almost a whole week prior to the day of the incident, telling us that we have to give you $50,000 and then coincidentally, my son is killed the day before we're supposed to go to Las Vegas. Also, you show up at the scene of the accident. Also, your mom tells us that the night that my son was killed, you looked over at her and told her, Damien just called me and told me that his son got killed. And my husband told her, why would I call your son? At this point, me and Damien was trying to get justice is how we got that from her, from the mom. Mm-hmm. We were seeking. We didn't, we, at this point, we didn't care who we came encountered with. We didn't care. You know, it was right. all about justice for our baby under whatever circumstances. So when you have all of that right there, plus you got text messages, we don't look at that as circumstantial. Did you have... Um, threatening texts beforehand before it even happened? No. no? Oh. Text after. after. Okay. It was, it was phone calls. Phone before. calls before. Why would he come after you if it was the aunt? I don't understand. His aunt, this is her boyfriend. Right. She went down to his house one day and he had a girl at his house and she got jealous and she decided to run her car into his, his girlfriend's car. Mm-hmm. Decided to call us to come and pick her up. We didn't know that this is what she had done. Mm-hmm. We didn't expect none of this behind that. So when he called us after the fact saying, you know that your aunt, telling him, you know that your aunt wrecked her car into this lady car is going to cost $50,000. On and on and on. Y'all the closest people to her. Mm-hmm. These is his words. Y'all mm-hmm. the closest people to her. We're the, y'all the only ones who we know. And we need that money. So mm-hmm. me and dad was like, we don't got no money. We don't have $50,000. The hell we going to get $50,000 from? So he called me personally. I was at City Trends right there in um, Truman Corners. I remember it like it was yesterday. He called my phone. And my words to him was, we don't have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have nothing to do with that. And his words to me were, okay, since y'all don't want to have nothing to do with it, don't have nothing to do with it when something happens. Two days later, my son was dead. 
So why did this person, he has to get you guys for something that, that your aunt did? Because he know every time that she get in a situation like lights, gas, anything that she needs. We're like the backbones. When they fall, we're there to pick them up, which is another reason why we're no longer there. If our own blood can get us in a position like this, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. It's and not worth it. Is she owning up to any of this? Oh, no. She walked out on the interview and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Her words were, maybe I'm just scared to accept it. Those were her words. She know what he did to my son. She know that. My brain, she killed my son, too. Especially if she's not going to speak up, in my opinion, you know. That's right. She know what happened, but don't want to say too much because now she she just want to play a role to be close to him for for her kids' sake, for her family's sake. Mm -hmm. Not far as my son's, just as for my son. It's like now she just just being involved with him for her family's sake. protection of her family. He say something. It's over for her family. She know that. It's, he got her scared like that. Now, also, um, you mentioned that his father, is he a known activist in the community? No, this is his no. mom. His mom. Okay. His mom is an activist in the community. Yes. Does she know? Does she know what he did? She know everything. She went and got an attorney, lawyered up on us and everything. After we talked to her face to face, she lawyered up on us. Yeah, she was the one that we, we tried talking to her and she said, my son had called, well, you had called my son and told him that your son had got killed. But the night that my son had got killed, he called my phone right, right after, after, the, right shots after the shots was fired. He called my phone. But I didn't answer because I was, I was, yeah, you know, busy. I was with my, my son. Right. And everything. But my what nephew, a coincidence, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he called. He basically called my phone to make sure I hit the right person. Exactly. Because my son had screamed, so you know you shot somebody. Mm-hmm. And coincidence, after it happened, you called my phone. And then no one's seen anything, right? Like on the street, nothing. Neighbors, nothing. Exactly. Oh, behind us, it was a house behind us. A lady said that she did see a white car skirting up and down the street. She did say that. But my biggest concern with that is, why did we, us, our son was taken from us. We had to go around and find those footages. We had to go around and do that canvas and knock door to door. Grandview police did not do that for us. So you had to go around and see if they had like a ring or something on their door? We had a second family that said that. That is second Grandview family who's had a a murdered. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And the footage that we do have, it match up with the card that he got. But that's not good enough. The timing, like we got the timing on when they lit the cigarette, when they had the person sitting in the car waiting, he lit the cigarette and the timing on the time that my baby got shot. you, You can see the car when it rolled off. Like everything match up like perfectly. So it's getting the other people in the car to talk. Are they? They're not, uh, these they're are not his gonna, nephews. These are his family. Nephews. Who yeah. came the night before, right? Correct. Yeah, because usually he don't bring nobody to my house. He he popped up the same day, earlier today, 
to basically let me know that uh, y'all aren't still having uh, y'all aren't still having uh, trying to pay those people and trying to pay those people. I'm like, I'm basically now at this point. I'm like, at first I was like, I can fix the car, I can get the car right. done and everything. Right, right. Like, we did that. He was we like, offered to fix the car. He was like, nah, they want the money. They want yes. the money. So and they didn't even like, want it fixed. Correct. They just and they're not going to get the money now. Sorry, I'm yelling. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yelling. Exactly. That's what at, at the beginning I was like, I can, I can, I can, I can fix the car. It was just the bumper and everything. I work on cars. Right. You work on cars. Uh, I like, I and he fixed. know that they work on cars. Oh right. You know that you work on cars. So he's like, nah, you're not going to fix this up real fast. You're going to have to pay. So, right. so then he was like, nah, they don't, they, they want the money. They ain't trying to get it fixed and nothing like that. So I was like, man, this ain't, this ain't my problem. This ain't my problem. This ain't me and my wife problem. Now it's just that's a point. I'm like, I'm like, man, my, she basically, if she, if she don't do it, then that's, that's your problem. We, it, we ain't, it ain't no problem no more. So then that's he was like, problem. so then he was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the people and I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna tell you if it's green or if it's red. Basically, basically, that's three terms. Like basically, green. That mean they they still mad about it and yeah. everything, and it's still a go that they mad about it. Red. Yeah. It's 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 cool now. So the night before he called me and he was like, "No, I called him because I'm like, so what's going on and stuff and everything." He's like, oh, it's red. They 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 not tripping about it, nothing. So then he came the next day, the same day that my son got killed. He had came the same day, but he brought his nephew. He ain't never brought nobody to my house. First, my first impression was like, what the heck? Why somebody? Why why you bringing somebody around? I ain't never met this dude and stuff. I missed. But all the whole that. time, I was at work whole time, every time. I'm talking all. to him the whole time. I'm talking to him. His nephew just being quiet and. Nonchalant. Observing. Uh, basically observing. Basically trying to remember the household, trying to look at the scenery. Basically, yeah. basically, okay. basically looking at looking at the scenery of my he's house and right the area. Oh, oh, while I'm while I'm talking. He did it perfectly. To, uh, Not going like he did that perfectly. And then Grandview, when they came back, when they came to the scene. And they had us going through the canvas. Do you know we still found bullets inside inside of our driveway that they did not even pick up? A bunch of bullshit. And then, and our then house after got broken into by the people who killed my son, Grandview knew all of this. We took cans where they was drinking in my house, took everything out of my drawers, like they robbed us. <laughs> and we told Grandview all of this because we didn't go back to that house after my baby was killed. Grandview oh. did not care. And then so they, you saying they came back after afterwards yeah. because after. they weren't in their home. Yeah. And then and the people next door described them to the T. Said that a line service came. Right. And it was the same, it was the same image as them. I guess they came basically to make sure nothing else wasn't left. No evidence. No more because, evidence. Because right. that same night, right. the person had knocked on our front door like about nine o'clock right. first. And then my youngest son had came to me. He was like, Daddy, somebody knocking at the door. But he this came like... earlier that day, right before my baby got killed. But he had came to me like 
frightening kind of look like he's seen somebody and like that. So then I went to the door and I opened up the door. I didn't see nobody or anything. That was uh, the front. Uh-huh. That was the front door. Yeah. Making but sure things, you were home. Things, but those same right. things was happening at my aunt's house. Right. Our house. That's another thing. So before this happened, what he's telling you earlier in that week, when she first hit the girl's car, he was sending people back and forth to her house doing the same thing that happened to my son, knocking on the back door. And when they go to the door, no one answer. Knock on the front door. And when they go to the door, they'll stand at the end of the driveway with their guns. So this same activity was happening at her house right before it happened at my house. So it was a pattern played out, but he succeeded at ours. The only, the only people that Cause okay. it's, cause it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like the only, the only people that can say what actually happened is family within family. Right. So then it's right. like, if I do this, then I'm going against this family. If I do this, then I'm going to this family. So but then, family but then talk. it's like, my son don't mean nothing. Then it's like y'all son, y'all son damn users for real. Like your own family. Y'all like- straight cutthroat. When you get to a situation like this, you would think like everybody gonna, you know, have some kind of sympathy. It's my baby. It's my son. Who's 14. Your family shows you the true colors. They don't give a damn either. They don't care. It's all about the protection of them. But I was talking to his coach the other day. My main thing that I really want with this whole thing, honestly, I want to hire me a private investigator to run my son's case. That's my main goal. Okay. Hard. We okay. got to give our damn life savings. We will okay. do it. My baby's case solved because I look like I'm at peace. We do look like we're at peace. Only because of those three that's in that room right there. That's the only reason why we put this disguise on. I cry. I mean, every day when I'm here, like, but I still have to put my makeup on, you know, to right. show my kids that I'm still happy. Right. I gotta train them up also, you know, to try to live and be their selves and not sit around and mope because they see us moping. I just, you know, I want some kind of sense of peace. That's not gonna bring my baby back, you know, by me getting justice for my baby, but I feel like that it'll bring me some kind of sense of peace, just something to know. I mean, he killed somebody in Grandview before. This ain't his first murder. Uh, manslaughter he got off on it his mom got him off because she's that activist that's why he get off on everything and he told me this out of his own mouth what i'm telling you that's why he get off on everything his mom is going to make sure that she get him off he said that when we was in belton no no because we only lived in belton for one year after fatawad died you know we never went back to the house but we went to Belton and, you know, he was making Facebook posts because he was following us. He showed me who he was and I started like looking him up too. And I saw him taunting you guys quite a bit. He got little boys that run around and do his work for him. Like, right. He'll create the problem, but then he going to have his runners go and finish the problem. Sure. Cause he's a little bitch and he likes to hide. I've been trying to get a hold to Gene Peters, the prosecuting attorney of Kansas City, you know, mm-hmm. she won't talk to me. That's like a dream for me. 
before I left Kansas City. I begged those people, called mm-hmm. down and I cried on the phone. I even talked face to face to Jean Peters' assistant. And let me have one conversation with Jean Peters and let her know about my son's case. They won't do it. Listen, because too many people don't listen to us. Does it sound like a movie to them? It's like, no, unbelievable. But it's real. Notice that even when we try to talk to people, you know, about Fadaway, this is the honest to God truth, y'all. People don't like to talk about that with us. They will shut us down, which is why we're so secluded now. Right. From the outside world, like family and stuff and, you know, new people that come into our lives. We got our guards. Right. Because like we don't know who to talk to. We're not understood. Nobody understand us. So it's like we got our own little box, our own little bubble. We understand each other. And us, our kids love us. No. (laughs) We all love us. (laughs) We all got. But that's all that matters is the family that you have, but, but we care for the, we care for him. And, and even though I, I never knew him, I want mm. justice for him. I want justice for you guys. I know I don't know you guys, but I care. I know that sounds really stupid. No, it no, don't. No. <laughs> 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 okay, great. Yay. <laughs> We won't forget. Thank you. Like he becomes a part of us too. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. He does. Right. And you guys become part of us and, and we'll just. Just got to keep saying his name. In Grandview High School, they have, is it the high school or the middle school? They have a scholarship in his name also. Out there. Oh, really? Yay. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, a lot of people knew Fatawa because sports, like he had scouts looking at him, college people looking at him already. Like mm-hmm. it, it was epic. That boy, he was going somewhere, and his parents was gonna make sure. <laughs> <laughs> we was gonna make sure that honey. <laughs> he was a retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, baby, he was getting out of there to go play football. But that's one thing you couldn't stop him from doing. Going to school and playing football, he would get an attitude with us, honey. Mm. We tell him he can't go to school that day. Oh, baby, he's going to get an attitude. Well, we appreciate y'all, though, Haley, y'all. We really do, man. We, I do. Because <laughs> y'all listen to us. Y'all listen. Right. We I'm are. Listen, man. We are. Thank you also. Thank you. And keep in contact with us, please. Always. You won't get rid of us. We'll be like stalkers. You'll have to press charges against us. Those psycho women. Thank you. We love that. We love that. Okay. We appreciate y'all. We talk to y'all later. Thank Thank you. Okay, to recap the situation, this whole thing went down due to an accident occurring. Now, yeah, the accident might have happened out of, you know, anger. They might have did it on purpose, but still it it started with um, something so trivial, in my opinion. They murdered, the killer murdered Damien. Because the dad 
wasn't going to pay, wasn't going to give them $50,000 to have the car fixed. But he was able to he fix would, the car he himself. Would, he would be able to fix it. Yeah, himself. he offered to fix the car. Now, remember, none of this had anything to do with him anyway. I mean, the shooter, as we mentioned before, he was sitting out on the back porch for quite a while because he was seen by a neighbor, but also he... And he's on camera. Right. And then the door, you couldn't see through the door. There was a window, but there was a film on the window so you could see shadows. So when he shot, he blindly shot. So he had no clue who he was shooting through the door. He came there to shoot somebody. Um, ignorantly just shooting through a door. Um, shooting Damien four times. Once in the eye, once in the mouth, and twice in the chest. Also, when he left... Um, he dropped a lighter, and he tried to pick up his casings, and he ended up dropping some casings because it was found by the family. The casings were found in the driveway, not by the police, but the family. They did bring um, dogs, um, and they trapped him going up the street, away from Main Street, but up the street where the, the scent disappeared because he was picked up by that white four-door car which we see in the video. So that's when he was picked up. Which would be the guy who orchestrated it, correct? The white car? Correct. The one with the activist mom? Correct. The one that, I guess, doesn't do his own things, but... The mama's boy? Yeah, that one. Mama's boy um, picked them up. A couple things that has bothered me, has been bothering me, is the fact that the Norfleet family, just like many other families, have had to um, partake in their own investigating in their cases, in their children's cases. They canvassed the neighborhood and reading texts. They didn't discourage the family from getting, in my opinion, a little bit more involved than they should, only due to safety reasons taking pictures and doing more than I think they need to. It just seems like I don't, I'm not necessarily blaming this on the town or the community or maybe it's everything, but the fact that no one is speaking up for these children, these kids. I know some of them are older, but to parents, they're always going to be their babies. And it bothers me that no one is speaking up and some of this may have family involved. So I would be crushed to know that, you're not speaking up for my baby. I mean, I would speak up for yours. And the Norfleet family would speak up for yours. So I don't see why it's so difficult for people to help them. And if that bothers me, and I could probably go on and on. Well, I think it would be very difficult to, to know who killed your son and the police not do anything about it. And again, that's what we keep getting. Right, that they, the, they know who did it. Yeah, and it's always like we know who did it, but we just can't prove it. Even though we have a video, even though we know the car, even though he sold the car right after it happened. I mean, there's just certain things I'm like. But then the fact that this guy's mom 
the, the, the guy who orchestrated this murder, his mom is an activist, a Kansas City activist who likes to post and have people share things on missing people. And one of my favorite posts that she has, please share, if you are contemplating suicide, killing someone, bullying, don't forget about God. Remember what he has already done for you. Sweetheart, you need to look in the mirror and get your own house in order before you start telling other people what they need to do. There is a $100,000 reward for any tip leading up to the arrest. That leads to their arrest. Leads to their arrest. $100,000. Leticia mentioned that she wants to talk to Jean Peters, who is the uh, Jackson County prosecutor. prosecutor. She really wants to talk to her. She really would like an investigator. A private investigator. Right. Because they don't feel that the police are doing enough or anything. Uh, they did mention that uh, they don't get updates, which all the families have said they never get updates. And also, I know that they get new um, detectives every... Grandview gets new detectives. Every so many years. Uh, they cycle them somehow. I know you have to apply for it, but the new person who came in didn't call and be like, hey, I'm in charge of your son's case, and I will you know, keep you informed of what's going on. This is where we are. Um, they would, as you know, the rest of them would really appreciate some sort of uh, follow-up or, you know, just what's going on. Just she, any communication. Right. She even said, if you call and be like, hey, I, uh, we're still on this, but we don't have anything. Sorry. It's just something. She just wants to know that there's someone remembering, which is actually a poem I wanted to bring up. Um, you die twice. The first when you stop breathing. The second time when someone says your name for the last time. That bothers me. I never thought of that. You died twice. So what I'm, what I'm leading to is that we need to keep saying these names. We need to keep talking about it. Donnie Heron, Lloyd Evitz, Alexis Accord, Cherie Barnes, Damian Norfleet Jr. We just need to keep, keep on. Okay, okay. So the whodunit theory? Which is easy. I'm sure we can both. We know who it is. We just not obviously going to say the name. But we know who it is. If we had Mo time, I would. Yeah, we would. Yeah, I mean, like the Norfleets have said, in a post before, you know who you are. We know who you are. You know, just do the right thing. The same thing. Who do I think did it? Um, I think um, a mama's boy is the one who orchestrated this. So your girlfriend hits your side woman's car. And you ask the woman's nephew to give you $50,000. And he says, I don't have the money, but I'll fix it for you. And you said... Let me think about it, but instead, you bring your nephews to the house, 
And he sits out there for 30 minutes and then shoots a 14-year-old boy four times, all for $50,000. So it had nothing to do with the car. He sure, wanted to where did that amount even come from? Yeah, it wouldn't have even cost that much to fix that car, that BMW. It wouldn't have cost $50,000. You just wanted $50,000. You didn't get $50,000. Instead, you shot a 14-year-old boy. It's just doing the right thing. This guy talks. People know who he is. And remember, uh, you can call 816-474-TIPS, T-I-P-S. You can, um, of course, go to our website. You can go to We Are Their Voice. You can do anything. Stay anonymous. I mean, we don't. You don't have to put your name out there. This family deserves justice. This 14-year-old boy is, not, is never going to know what it's like to fall in love, to get married, to have a kid of his own. All got taken away for something that had absolutely nothing to do with him. It had nothing to do with his mom and his dad. He was doing his chores, getting ready to go to a friend's house to spend the night. All he wanted to do was have a sleepover, and he's never going to have that again. Because you took that away from him for $50,000, which you didn't get. So what's our next show going to be on? On the disappearance of Skylar Ware from Kansas City, Missouri. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next week. And don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, thank you. Uh, please subscribe to our channel. And thank you.